Have you or anyone you know ever struggled with mental health? Have challenging mindsets ever been something you've had to work through? This episode does come with a warning. I want to make sure you are well aware it includes discussions around mental health as well as suicide. However, God did place this on my heart to share, so here I am with awkward pauses, my personal testimony, and knowing that God is good in it all. Today is the 14th anniversary of losing my beloved kid brother to suicide, and as a family, we made a conscious decision from the very beginning to be honest about how he died and to be sure we are able to help others who may be dealing with something similar. For me, this is one of those ways. I pray that your heart is ready to receive exactly what the Father has for you. I received this five-star review entitled, Beautiful Beloved, from Coach Katie, and it says, Treasured Mama Podcast with Corey Messer is empowering and encouraging. I could listen all day. Literally, the Holy Spirit speaking through Coach Corey is a peaceful, calming voice, and the equipping and insights shared are awesome tools and resources. Thank you, beloved Katie. You are such a beautiful daughter of our one true King, and I love how you say, yes, God, every day. I love giving back and honoring our listeners by featuring them in a future episode and in our weekly newsletter, which you can find in the show notes. So head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave your very own review because I would love for you to be the next feature. For today, let's unpack how God brought life from death. Hey, hey, Mama. Welcome back to the Treasured Mama podcast. I'm Corey Messer, a Kingdom Life Coach and Messy Mompreneur, and I want to know if you're like me. Have you ever felt like you've lost yourself in all the things? Or perhaps you just need some encouragement on this messy journey of authentic motherhood? In this space, we love sharing routines, rhythms, and real stories of real moms as we declutter our heads, our hearts, and our homes to discover clarity and confidence. If you're ready to gain clarity on who God designed you to be, create simple systems for a more peaceful household, and connect with other mamas doing the same, this podcast is right up your alley. My prayer is this episode will encourage you, so grab a drink, take a mommy moment, and listen in to today's goodness. Hey, beautiful treasured mamas, Corey here, and we are back for another episode on this podcast. I want to give you a warning. I will probably do this a couple of times throughout. We are talking about some super sensitive and yet vital information today. We are talking about the overall subject of conviction versus condemnation and what fits in the kingdom of God and what doesn't. We are also diving into mental health and we are talking about suicide. So if that is something where you need to prep yourself or this is not the episode for you, I completely understand. I also want to get this information out there because God placed it on my heart. And it's a really interesting time because when this 
episode is released, it will actually be the anniversary of my beloved kid brother's death, and he died by suicide. So with that being said, let's talk about the big words at the beginning of the conversation, condemnation and conviction. Now, one of these fits into the kingdom of God, and that is conviction. The Lord will convict us to do something different. The Lord will convict us to let something go. The Lord will convict us to bring something in. And conviction is when you are moved to do something for a positive result. You are moved to do something because in the depth of your heart, you feel a pulling. You feel a conviction to move forward. Now, condemnation is something the enemy will use. However, that is not a part of God's kingdom. And what I mean by that is God does not condemn you. He convicts you. And yes, sometimes this may feel uncomfortable. If you are doing something wrong and the Lord convicts you to do something different, that is still of the Lord because he is encouraging you to do a new thing. He is encouraging you, convicting you to do something new. However, condemnation is associated with fear and shame and guilt. So if you're wondering, how do I know if it's condemnation or if it's conviction? Know that when the Lord convicts you of something, it will never go against his word. However, condemnation creates a lack of peace. Condemnation creates unrighteous judgment. Condemnation comes from a place of fear and guilt and shame. And this is important because the next thing we're going to talk about is mental health. And I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony in this arena. And then I want to unpack a couple of things that helped me break free of the lowest time in my life. Granted, this is not an entire testimony. I do feel like there are parts of this that are very relevant for our conversation. And they may be the answer to your prayer. It may be that golden nugget of information that gives you hope. It may be that special phrase that you remember that you can bless someone that is walking through a hard time in their life. Listen carefully to this. I encourage you, usually if you're a note taker, I tell you to grab your pen and paper. However, I encourage you to just soak it in marinate on what the Lord wants to speak through this episode, receive what it is he wants you to receive, and then ask him, God, what do you want me to do with this information? How do you want me to take this out and apply it so that it is wisdom? Because for myself, there was a very distinct moment where I was so desperate. Honestly, I didn't even want to be here. And I was so desperate, I basically told the Lord, you've got to do something about this or I'm out. Like, I'm done. And that was a very frightening time, as you can imagine. However, it was also the moment where I became very clear on what conviction feels like versus condemnation. Oh my goodness, how it's been over 10 years already. It's been close to 15 years. 
I was walking through such a challenging, challenging time in my life, the most challenging time. And to summarize it quickly, I walked through three major traumatic events, tragedies in my life in a nine-month period of time. That's a very interesting time period because nine months is generally what we associate a gestation period for a woman to birth a child. Pregnancy, generally, we associate with nine months. So about every three months for nine months, if you average it out, I experienced a major, major tragedy. One of those was at the beginning of a brand new year. I went through the year, had some highs, had some lows, and then it was supposed to be springtime where there was new life, and that's when the second tragedy happened. My birthday was in August. It was shortly after that time period the third one happened. And I share all this with you because I want you to know that no matter what somebody's life looks like on social media, no matter what somebody is telling you their life is like, we all have our stuff. We all have the things we deal with when we lay our head on the pillow at the end of the night. For me, I talk a lot on this podcast about joy, peace, being organized, and being able to embrace the messy middle. What I share is the truth, and what I share is an honest and authentic representation from what I know, but the things that I know have come at a cost, and that cost has been real-life experience. I share this part to testify to what's possible, because when you learn some of this backstory, you may hear that and realize, I don't care what the outcome is. I would never sign up for that. On the other token, it may plant a seed in you where you say, I'm walking through a really challenging season right now, but I know God is good. He is good all the time. His character is consistent. And if he did it for Corey, he can do it for me. I want it to testify to you, to bring that hope where maybe there's struggle, to know that the Lord has got you and he loves you so deeply. I was walking through this season and it was really painful for a multitude of reasons. But if I'm being really honest, there was a group of people in my life that did not speak life over me. I really felt as if my dreams were so big that it it made them very uncomfortable. And as a result of it creating discomfort, they were trying to justify why I was in the wrong. And as a result of that, they did things, they said things that were not in alignment with the kingdom of God at all. And because I chose to continually expose myself in that environment to those people, I began to believe some of those lies. And that just opened up an absolute massive door for the enemy to come in and speak lies to me about my identity and I began to partner with them and believe them and that is why the hope had left the joy had left the peace had left because I chose to partner with things that were not of the kingdom of God and in that moment that would have been hard to see because I was able to blame it on the behaviors of the people However, now, when I take responsibility for my part in the situation, regardless of how anybody else was showing up, I realize I opened that door. I chose to partner with those things. 
I chose to doubt what God spoke over me and believe what these people were speaking because what they were speaking aligned up with the words I was hearing around myself. Let that be lesson number one for you. No matter what people are saying, they can't disqualify you from something God called you to. They can try. They can say all the things that are not in alignment. But if God has qualified you for something, nobody else can disqualify you. I encourage you, unlike myself, where I took my focus off heaven and I placed it on my earthly surroundings, keep your focus on heaven because that is where you will receive the joy and the peace, even amongst chaotic situations. I have found that for so many women, we spend a lot of time studying how to be a better person, studying how to be more of what we believe we should be. However, a lot of times we do that without establishing a firm foundation, which is first knowing who we are. If I am going to school to be a lawyer, but I'm showing up in an environment around a bunch of people that tell me I'm supposed to be a nurse, it's going to be really hard if I don't believe I'm called to be a lawyer to show up and do my best work there. Just like if people are telling us that we are not deserving of the things that God promises us and that we should just be grateful for what we have and we shouldn't be striving for this abundance that the Bible says is for us, then it's going to be really challenging when we believe that and we surround ourselves with that and we are not rooted in who God says we are in the Bible. It is going to be really easy to open that door to give the enemy access. The enemy does not have access to us unless we give it to him. That's very, very important because I believe so many of us want to blame the enemy for stealing and killing and destroying. And he does. He does all those things. When you read in the Bible, it basically says that he is, you know, roaming around waiting to steal, kill, and destroy. And I believe that waiting part is so essential because it doesn't say he just comes in and takes what he wants. No, he has to wait for us to give him access. And we do that through our words and our actions. We do that by speaking things that are not in alignment with God. We do that by doing things that are not in alignment with God. How are we ever going to know these things are not of the Lord if we haven't spent time in the Bible knowing what is of the Lord? That would be key takeaway number two. First, we dive into the word of God and we get acquainted, intimately acquainted with who he is and who he says we are. Moving on from there, I think it's very important to know that when people are walking through a mental health journey or challenge, there are multiple things at play here. I am a firm believer there are so many things that we can do that are a more natural approach, a more homeopathic or holistic approach. I believe there are incredible things we can do with vitamins and minerals and getting appropriate nutrients, working on our gut-brain connection, getting adequate sleep, speaking to ourselves in a healthy way, making sure that we're getting vitamins from the sun and we're not getting lab-created vitamins that our body can't absorb and that are foreign all of these things, I believe in that. 
I myself personally use a multitude of homeopathic natural things to keep myself healthy and vital and in this place where I have a clear mind because the Bible speaks against us being double-minded. We are called to be single-minded, aligned with Christ. I also know that there are moments, there are there are times, there are seasons where maybe you are in an emergent situation. I just want you to know that if you need to go and get some help for your mental health and it comes in the form of pharmaceuticals, by all means, go do that for a temporary basis. Then go to the Father and, and pray to Him. We always do that first, right? But pray to Him and say, God, I'm doing this for now. I really want to know from you, what is my next step? God, I know that your portion for this body is to be healthy in mind, to have my physical body healthy, to have my soul and my spirit, to have everything healthy and aligned with you, God. So that I'm living this life in one accord. But God, I'm coming to you for the answer. And listen and let Him download it to you. When I was surrounding myself with those people that were speaking things that were totally out of alignment with who God has called me to be. And thus I began to think and behave in accordance with that. I was not my best self. I was at the lowest point in my life, but I didn't get there by doing everything perfect either. I could have rejected those thoughts. I could have surrounded myself with different people. I could have been more confident in who I was and courageous in asking for help when I saw it right away versus down the road. But I didn't. The lesson from that, again, is to build your firm foundation. God designed us to be communal beings. He didn't design us to be isolated. He is always there. And in almost every circumstance, there is always a person that you have access to that God has placed in your life to walk through these seasons together with. And that would be the next part. When I really got clear on how toxic the environment I chose to stay in was, I had some really hard decisions to make. I remember being in a particular bedroom in an apartment and I was done. I wanted I wanted out. I didn't want to be here anymore. I wanted to commit suicide. And that was doubly challenging because my brother had just made that choice a few months prior. I lost my brother and then I miscarried a baby. It was, it was such a dark time in my life. It was also a time in my life where I honestly felt like the last thing that I had to lose was only my life. Because I didn't really feel like I had anything worth living for. Now that was a lie, but that's what I was believing at that time. And I remember falling down to the ground and just calling out to God, You have got to do something different. You know, really, truly, if you are the God that I read about and who I believe that you are, then I need you to pull me out of this because I cannot do it myself. And it was in that moment when I was fully surrendered, I was fully humble, where I got low, right? In my spirit, physically, I got low to the ground and I called out. It was in that moment that things began to shift. I encourage you, don't wait for you to experience that moment. Cry out to him, completely humble, before you get to that moment. You know, we walked through my brother's suicide and 
as I mentioned, today is the anniversary of that, the day that this episode is released. And it's quite fascinating, honestly, because it's been 14 years. And 14 is my favorite number. And when I prayed to God after we had lost my brother, I asked God, what do you want to do with this? Because nothing goes to waste in the kingdom. I remember God speaking to me, saying, where there's death, I will bring life. And so you have to remember, I lost my brother in January. I found out that I got pregnant that April. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, yes, God, new life, you know? And then I lost the baby and I miscarried that summer. And that was incredibly hard because in January, I lost my brother. In March, I got pregnant. In July, I miscarried the baby. And it was this very like high and low, suicide, new life, loss of life. And I was really challenged in that time to turn to the Lord and ask the hard questions. And honestly, it brought me on this whole journey of asking the hard questions. And through that, I gained so much clarity. So just know that God can handle your questions. He wants you to turn to him in all the things. So go to him. Ask him those questions and then listen for his voice, not what everybody else tells you you should do. Listen for his voice and you will have so much breakthrough. Because what I realized with losing my brother and then walking through my season of life, in every instance, the way that we got to the place that we were, were because for a period of time, in a multitude of moments, we distance ourselves from the very one that could provide the healing. And I want to bring this full circle for a moment, coming back to condemnation versus conviction. I distinctly remember the enemy trying to condemn me. Who are you to believe that the God who created the world would actually give you life when someone in your own family took their life? You can't be trusted with that. If you would have just met with your brother the week before. This could have been avoided, but you had other commitments. Who are you to be trusted with raising a child? These were the evil things that I heard, the thoughts that I partnered with. The difference is I began to learn the difference of condemnation and conviction. And we have to remember, beloved, that the devil and the Lord are asking the same question. They're just asking it in a different way. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. He says it in a condemning way. Who do you think you are? That has a certain tone to it, right? But the Lord is asking the same question. Who do you think you are? That's a convicting tone, right? To dig deeper, to uncover the treasure that the Father has for us. So explore who God says you are. Get curious about that. Reach out and ask for help when you need it before you get to the lowest of the low and know that there are people ready to love on you. And if you don't know who those people are, go to God and ask him. Pray those people into position. There are people that God has specifically called and equipped with what you need in this season. Will you show up? Will you receive the blessing that they are? Remember, the enemy doesn't establish anything new. He simply perverts what has already been created. That question, 
Who do you think you are? He didn't come up with that, but he perverted it. He shifted it from a question of conviction into a question of condemnation. Believe what the Lord says about you. I always knew that I would be a mom from the time I was very young, and I knew I would be very good at it. And I knew that some of the most profound work that I did would be in that vein of motherhood. I knew that I knew that I knew that. So you bet your boots when the enemy had an access point in my greatest vulnerability, he was going to try and take advantage of that. But in the name of Jesus, he did not succeed. And in the name of Christ, there has been victory through the vulnerability. So if you want to bring this vision of this life that God has for you into fruition, you first do that by getting to know the Father. Suicide is a very interesting thing because in order for you to even be at that place where you consider it, your mindset has to be in such a place that is so misaligned with the Father. And then for you to actually take that action, you really truly have to be outside of your right mind. And I think so often we want to blame these choices on all the things that are involved in the moment. Alcohol, rejection, depression, abuse of multiple substances. And yes, that may have led to that choice, but that is not an exclusive incident. This is what I want to leave you with today. There has been a path that has been prepared for you to walk in abundance and be a vessel of hope, be an image bearer of Christ, be a light on the hill for all to see, to provide that hope. And so that path has been prepared for you. Should you choose to walk on it, you can be a light to those that are wallowing in the darkness. However, if we choose not to walk on this lit path that God has prepared before us, and instead we decide to pursue the path that the enemy has prepared before us, we're going to have two very different life experiences. Do the work of going to God first and building that foundation so that your mind can be in a right place so that you are healthy and you can be a vessel to help other people, so that you don't ever get to that place of having to dig yourself out. In summary, I want to remind you that nobody can disqualify you from the thing that God has qualified you for. Number two, intimately immerse yourself in his word. And number three, believe what God says about you in his word. Next episode, we are going to unpack a very personal poem that my brother wrote shortly before his death. And my hope is that it will both provide very accurate insight into the minds of those that are walking through this so we can help them through the process and create testimony around what is possible and give God all the glory for the good work he does in and through us. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that everyone who listens to this message has a heart that is tenderized to receive what it is you have for them, God. I know this subject matter is challenging. I know the impact is profound. I also know it's worth it. I thank you, Father, for equipping us with the words, heart space, and posture to receive all the goodness you have for us. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 
Hey mama, one quick thing before you go. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to iTunes Treasured Mama Podcast and leave a review and subscribe to the channel.